welcome to Interval, the Norwich Theatre Royal podcast. With a new episode releasing each month, this show will bring you exclusive news, views, interviews, and behind-the-scenes content. We will have the latest information for shows and events at Norwich Theatre Royal, Norwich Playhouse, and our Learning and Participation Centre, Stage 2. If you're interested in the performing arts in Norfolk, then this is the podcast for you. In this month's episode, the circus is in town. Lost in Translation are at Norwich Playhouse this Christmas, putting their special twist on a Charles Dickens classic. And the pantomime season is almost upon us. Richard Gauntlet joins us for Stages of My Life, ahead of his upcoming role as the fairy godmother in Cinderella. Norwich Playhouse is ringing the changes this year by turning one of the best love stories of the Yuletide season, Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, into an innovative and exciting circus production. A circus carol performed by Lost in Translation Circus will bring Scrooge and the ghosts of Christmas past, present and future tumbling onto the stage. It will be the Playhouse's first in-house Christmas production and it is a co-production in conjunction with Norwich Theatre Royal and Lost in Translation Circus. 70 minutes in length, it is ideal for families with older children and groups looking for pre-Christmas entertainment. We chatted to the performers at Norwich Cathedral who were having a Victorian-themed photo shoot to launch the show. So we are Lost in Translation Circus and we are an international circus company. Um, we've been here in Norwich for quite a long time now um, and uh, this year with the Playhouse and Theatre Royale we are creating a Christmas show. Um, we decided on uh, a challenge and that challenge is to bring Dickens into the world of circus and the world of circus into the world of Dickens and we will see what that is going to happen. So our show is uh, based on A Christmas Carol, is uh, inspired by um, and we will, uh, our title has been actually decided to be a circus carol. So we will see what that happens and what that brings. So how will this be different to your traditional circus show and what can audiences expect? Why should they come and see it? Well, there's lots of, uh, there's lots of going to be quite a, quite a bit of colour and it's going to be something different than people expect at Christmas time, not just the normal pantomime that uh, people will probably go to, but also uh, more circusy, more upbeat, more lively, something for the older audience, I would say, 25 to 30 is what we're trying to aim for. Um, but also kids are more than welcome to come and see it. And they might see something that they don't expect, which will be really nice, and some skills that will probably leave them in awe, I would say. Of those circus skills, um, is there anything that's been particularly challenging? Well, I think what's going to be different for us and challenging for us is the venue. Uh, it's a much smaller space than we're used to working in. Uh, so we're designing the show specifically to fit into the playhouse, uh, which means uh, working with a lot of ground-based skills and uh, making some of our bigger aerial skills uh, smaller so that they fit into the, into the venue. Yeah. Uh, so that's quite a physical challenge for us. Could you perhaps describe one of the amazing uh, pieces that you'll be doing? 
Um, so we do uh, lots of group acrobatics. So we do three high pyramids, throwing people in the air and catching them. Um, we do Korean cradle, which is a very unique discipline uh, where Massey stands uh, on a platform in the air and throws someone between his legs and catches them. Um, so lots of throwing and catching of people, yeah. Often at Christmas, uh, people are looking to do something festive with their friends, group outings from the office, that sort of thing. Uh, would this be the sort of show that would be ideal for that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's a good good thing to have fun together. Yeah, good yeah I think that they would enjoy, a group of people would enjoy it. And then, and then after the show, you know, a group of people together, they can go and have another drink and chat and just say, oh, I like that bit, I didn't like that. That's the type of things that we also want to do so that then... There's, there is the voice coming out of the show as well. Yeah, it's always good publicity. Anything. So group, the bigger the group, the more, the more people are talking about it, the better it is. So. And I understand Lost in Translation are known for their humorous take on, on things. Uh, can we expect lots of humor, comedy? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. it will be a mixture of uh, uh, physical comedy, um, uh, maybe some slapstick. Um, uh, lots of it is about timing. Um, but also there'll be some poetic moments as well, so it'll be a mixture. Our show try not to take themselves too seriously. So we're trying to have always the lightness of having people enjoying what they're watching just because it's light and all. And yeah. those who know and love the Dickens tale, the Christmas Carol, they will recognise the story in a circus carol. They will, but they win. the expectation is that putting circus into a play, which is what we normally do with our shows, um, this is more of a challenge because we are taking a book, the book we are transforming into a play, so dramaturg will write it, and then we will putting into a circus context. So we will need to create dialogue with imagery and we will have to cut quite a lot of what the original is, uh, try to keep the integrity of the whole together. But we can't, we can't expect to have the full Dickens. So if you are traditionalist Dickens, come with an open mind to watch a circus show, because it's a very different, it will be a very different Dickens. He would love it, probably, but yeah, that depends <laughs> as the audience nowadays, but definitely because I'm sure he would love it. Charles, good friend. So why should people so, come and see the show this Christmas? Um, it's going to be fun, it's going to be different, uh, it's going to be spectacular, uh, and there's the capacity for lots of different kinds of people to enjoy it. There's something for everyone. A Circus Carol is at Norwich Playhouse from Wednesday the 11th to Saturday the 21st of December. If you've been to our pantomime before, you are bound to recognise Richard Gauntlet. It will be his 19th year as part of the Norwich Theatre Royal Panto family. And once again, he is writing, directing and starring in the festive spectacular Cinderella. As well as being a Panto legend, Richard is also a writer for The Sooty Show and a highly popular performer with appearances in the likes of Doctor Who and the long-running International Gilbert and Sullivan Festival. He joins us for Stages of My Life, an embarrassing moment in Belfast, ranking his top dames and coming home to his favourite theatre this Christmas. Here is Richard Gauntlet. 
Richard, welcome. Hello there. Thank you so much for joining us. Pleasure. And it's lovely Pleasure. to see you in a, usually we see you in a sort of flamboyant dress and, <laughs> you know, this is a very I sort of... I dressed down today. Yeah, yeah. I thought, yeah, a couple of meetings, so I thought I'd dress down. <laughs> okay, are you ready for these questions? I am. So the first one, stage presence. Who or what has been your greatest influence in the performing arts? Uh, who or what has been my greatest influence? Uh, my first job um, was in a, a musical uh, called Barnum, uh, the Opera House in Manchester in 1983, 84, and then it moved to uh, the Victoria Palace in London. Uh, we were, uh, there was 24 of us in the cast, and I think about 15 of us, it was relatively a new job, first job for all of us. Uh, at the head of the cast was a guy called Michael Crawford, who um, I sort of knew of. Um, I'd seen him in a couple of musicals. I'm, I'd seen him on Some Mothers Do Have Them. Uh, but during the uh, over two years we were with that show, um, I have never, ever failed to be amazed by that guy, even to this day. Um, he worked uh, 100% every single night. Uh, he was amazing, absolutely amazing. And the whole cast, because he was the lead, the whole cast were behind him. He was a funny man. He was uh, a beautiful man to be with. He was talented. And every night, the audience absolutely loved him. And he was an inspiration right from the start. Um, I still see people from that show. We still have uh, we still have get-togethers um, years and years and years later. Um, and, uh, and he was... A, a total inspiration for the rest of my career and I will always go by his values I will always go by his ethos and his his worth at work ethic was incredible and um yeah I shall always be an admiration of the man um, and so I think he was my first and strongest influence that I've ever had in the business yeah. and obviously with um with the theatre royal fans they probably know you most for your dame roles would you say yeah. that there was anyone that inspired you in, in that kind of role uh, dame wise um I always admired the, the big dames that I loved uh, as a kid. Uh, I saw George Lacey, one of the old dames. I saw him very, very later on in his career. I saw Les Dawson, who was a, a, a fantastic dame. He really, really was. Um, I, I've seen Chris Biggins a few times. <laughs> but I suppose the dames that I most admired were the blokes in dresses. The dress was a funny costume, and they're still blokes. They're still them. Uh, which I feel that, uh, I hope that that's the sort of dame that that, that I portray, is that it, it is a comic, comedy character. Um, uh, there are places for um, the more sort of draggy dames. Um, I think uh, probably Cinderella is one with with the Ugly Sisters, but then you can go in different directions for that. So, um, But I think the bloke in the frock, I think Jack Tripp was my biggest influence as a dame. Okay, so the next question, all the world's a stage. What has been your favourite place to perform? My favourite place to perform? Um, obviously, I have to say the Theatre Royal in Norwich. Thank you very much. Um, I actually appeared here before I did, um, before I did Panto here. Um, I did uh, a couple of music halls with, uh, with Roy Hudd. Um, uh, but Panto here, it, it's a wonderful theatre. It is a wonderful theatre to play because it, it's a huge auditorium. Uh, it's a very unusual auditorium because half are up and half are down. Um, but it still feels very intimate 
and the, the audience the audience are right in front of you and that is a it's a wonderful theater to play i've played bigger venues uh, i've played much much smaller venues um but this is a nice size it's uh and i suppose i've played this theater more than any other theater um so it's it's like coming home i suppose um yeah it's a it's a lovely theater and backstage is great too you know the dressing rooms are very comfy and, and you spend plenty of time there as well lovely <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was going to ask you about, obviously, with, you know, your roles have so much audience interaction. Yeah. What is that like in the Theatre Royal when, you know, you're, you're playing to the front, you're, you're playing to the back? Does it, that have any challenges? Or? It, no, it's absolutely great. You can hear that the uh, the acoustics in this place are great, not from the, not only from the stage to there, but you can hear what people are saying in, in the audience as well, which is which is fabulous. And if anyone does happen to shout out, you always hear what they say and you can uh, and you can answer them yeah, most of the time. <laughs> okay so the next question stage fright right what's been the toughest moment of your career the toughest moment of my career um <clears throat> there are a few that i probably couldn't mention um <laughs> i once jumped off a a, a tightrope in a production of tom thumb at hornchurch um and i was walking a tightrope which was basically part of a spider's web and i had to walk up this this tightrope to the other side and rescue my mate Mortimer the mouse it's too long to go into now uh, but I can remember coming off this tightrope and the best thing if you're going to fall the best thing to do is to jump off and I did jump off and I've landed on a trap door now this trap door opened downwards so it opened downwards like this uh, but it was only secured by two two by one bits of wood which they slotted in well, I went straight through. So I, I went straight through the stage and just disappeared underneath. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. And I landed okay. There was nothing under it, but I landed okay. But that sounds then, like a health and safety but nightmare. what was awful was I thought, I can't actually get back on stage now because I'd never been under stage. So I don't actually know how to get back <laughs> onto the stage. And it was that... That that absolutely because the audience the, the 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 drummer was rolling the drums <laughs> because I was going to be dr climbing this tightrope. The organist was 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 trembling like that. I thought there's only <laughs> he's only got eight notes to go now <laughs> to the end of his keyboard, and it went sorry, that way. And uh, and so um that was an awful moment because I just felt so I'm and I was adrenaline was running because I was on a tightrope and I've just suddenly stopped. That was an awful 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 moment um but uh, i suppose the, the most embarrassing moment was in um, belfast the opera house grand opera house beautiful matcham theater beautiful um and i was playing uh, aladdin with the crankies fabulous i mean they are funny funny people and because jimmy cranky in those and this was 30 years ago 35 years ago um the crankies they never did the uh, the song sheet so myself and my partner, a guy called Bill Bellamy at the time, we were Chinese policemen, did the uh, did the uh, the song sheet, and this kid was on the end, and he had a scar on his nose. And I thought I'll save him to the end. This will be good. This will be good. So we got to the end, and I went, oh, packed house. It was packed, right? Packed up house, fifteen hundred people. I went, hello. He went, hello. I said, oh, got a scar on your nose. How did you do that? Thinking that he'd fallen off his bike or something like that. He was yeah. a tear away. Anyway. Yeah. And then he looked, he held the cap, he just held the microphone like that and went, it's a cancer. Well, oh. there was, I mean, absolute silence. 
absolute silence. Ian Cranky in the wings, you could just hear him going, oh, no. <laughs> I don't remember to this day how we got out of it. I just don't remember how we got out of it, but we did get out of it. But um, I can remember thinking, oh, that's the last time. I've got, you've, re you've really got to think about questions yeah, you ask. Yeah. You really have. But I thought that was an innocent question, and I thought uh, he'd fallen off his bike, but he hadn't. I guess it's nights like that you learn your craft. Yeah, you? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't life-threatening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next question. Uh, Centre stage. Centre stage, yes. Where What's... I like to be. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What has been the moment in your career that you feel defines you as an artist? Oh, wow. Um, uh, there have been so many brilliant, brilliant things that, that I've gone through in my career. Um, I don't know, because I, I sort of skirt between circus, variety, pantomime, grand opera, um, I, there's been so many different, different things. Um, I, I played Puck uh, for the Funice in uh, in Venice, which is one of the the biggest opera houses in, in the world, um, which I I loved every single night of that, every single night. It was just wonderful. It, it really was. Um, I I do um, I I present a thing for um, for Theatre Makes a Difference in London, an age charity um, called the West End Eurovision every year uh, where I present this um, this Eurovision Song Contest of, of West End shows and uh, their evenings I, I savour every year and I think this can't be better, this can't be better and every year is, is a fantastic charitable evening and I, and I have a whale of a time. Uh, there are so many things I, I, I do regularly that, that, um, that, that not so much define me but I just come off thinking well if I retire now, I'll be a happy man. And um, I suppose opening night of the Panto every year sort of defines me in that, that I can. <laughs> it's a, it's a it's it's the end of two and a half three weeks of, of very very hard work, and we've got it on. We've got a, a massive technical musical pantomime on, and we seem to do it every year. And and, and that's um it's a big breathe out and that sort of i suppose the opening night of panto always defines me because it's 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 the end of performing writing directing and getting a, a huge show on with and uh and working with a, a fabulous team of people um uh which is why i keep coming back it's 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 such fun and um i suppose it's it's what it's what i'm most comfortable at i suppose i suppose so i suppose yeah running on changing into 13 frocks defines me <laughs> and what a way to be defined what a way to be defined <laughs> okay so the final question yes the next stage the next stage what does the future hold <clears throat> for richard gauntlet what does the future hope i'm um i'm working on a couple of uh, a, a couple of projects at the moment that that um one of them could be massive uh one of them would be very satisfying um i've just got to complete them um, and I can't really say what they are at the moment. Um, but um, I don't know. Um, we are talking about next year's Panto, which is exciting. Uh, it always is exciting. It always is. Um, uh, and the, the, the problems it will, um, it will bring up and, uh, and uh, what we do with it. Um, but I, I take each year as it comes, really. I've got enough work next year, so I'm, 
I'm all right. Um, and uh, and I've got two little boys at the moment, um, two little five-year-old boys and a, and a new dog. So, um, <laughs> so it's I'm, busy. Uh, it's very busy at home at the moment, and uh, so I'm I'm really enjoying family life at the moment. So, um, and I've got enough work. So, I suppose I'll just I'll, I'll keep plodding on. But um, there are a couple of things next year that, if they come to fruition, will be very very exciting. So, um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, but I can't actually tell you. I'm really sorry. But I we'll find out. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, once it gets out, it get in this place. Poof, like that, it'll be everywhere. <laughs> So that's the end of those questions. How did you Thank find you them? Very, yeah, they're, they're nice. They're very good questions. They're good. very good questions. Yeah, yeah. Very thought-provoking. Yeah. You can ask me again in half an hour's time. They'd be completely different, the answers. Usually when we do interviews with you, it's a bit sillier. So it's yeah. nice to <laughs> learn a little bit more about you as well. That's so. nice. Thank you. So that's um, that's the end of those questions. Um, if people haven't already booked their tickets for Cinderella, what can what? they expect this year? Well, why haven't you? You won't get the seats you want. You know that, don't you? And what can they expect this year? It's Cinderella. It's um, it's I suppose it's it's the most famous iconic pantomime. Um, they'll expect a a, a magical evening. Uh, there are a couple of twists in it, um, but then Norwich Panto wouldn't be the same without a couple of twists. But um. We've got a fantastic cast this year. We really, really have got a fantastic cast. And, um, well, I shall be having meetings today about certain effects that will happen on this very stage. Um, and it, it should be, um, it should be, uh, it should be fun, wet, messy, bright, and sparkly. That's what, that's what to expect. Okay. Richard, thanks very much. Pleasure. The Cinderella Pantomime runs from Tuesday the 17th of December 2019 to Sunday the 19th of January in 2020. That's the end of our show this month. Thanks to Massimiliano Rossetti, Annabelle Carberry, Lawrence Swaddle and Richard Gauntlet. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Soundcloud, Acast or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Let us know what you liked and what you want to hear in future episodes. Thank you very much for listening to Interval, the Norwich Theatre Royal podcast.